and we are live gm legendary how are you doing this nft world episode do you know what episode it is it's episode seven gm correct it is episode seven um which means we've been running for almost two months which is pretty good yeah, yeah, and I like how I start with a little quiz in my morning that I have to figure out what episode it is. <laughs> yeah, because I just I told you what we would start with, and then we didn't start with it. I'm just asking you other questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Feels like back yeah. in school, huh? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna do that uh, more often. Uh, I enjoy that. How how's it going, man? This is a tough a tough week for many people. Obviously, this is called NFT World, so we're gonna talk. A little bit about what's going on in the NFT market in general. However, there are other broader, bigger considerations that are sort of weighing down the space at the moment. So we want to dive into a little bit of that. And then we also want to go into some of our own project stuff, which has also been affected by many of the things already mentioned. Um, but in another respect has gone it's gone quite well. So What's your what's your general feeling at the moment about the NFT space? Well, it is a obviously highly highly volatile time, but if I compare it to the you know twenty seven twenty eighteen bear market, where obviously the NFT scene hasn't been the that big, the community, the infrastructure that um, has been built over the last years has uh, hasn't existed back then. It's interesting to see a bear market with a way bigger community and where still you know nft nft trades are going on like if we look at OpenSea, the um, trading volume on offers so trading volume in wrapped eth is on an all-time high and yes we don't have any six-figure floor collections anymore right now but if you look at board apes for example the floor isn't too thick and there's still a decent amount of, of trading volume uh, going on. But I feel like, uh, of course, the general market and NFT market slowed down because of the high level of uncertainty. Uh, and first of all, people being wrecked, but people also wondering, you know, how low will it go? Is this the bottom? Uh, is is the bottom still far away? But it, it certainly feels different and, and you know, kind of more positive as a from a community perspective than 2017 2018 at least back then i got the feeling that many people were actually contemplating if eth is dead if that's it and right now i have the feeling that it's more okay it's a bear market it could be a longer bear market if we look at global inflation um, and, and the global economic situation but i don't hear that same eth is dead cheddar that uh, I heard back then. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to come back to all that market stuff. That's interesting stuff. But one of the things you pointed out, which I was thinking about a little bit, was you know there are no six figure. Uh, would you say there's no six figure floor? No, there's no six figure collections anymore. I.e., you know, profile picture style projects that have a six figure floor. Do you think that is something? that will never come back because i've seen that some people's opinion is that that was all completely stupid that is not a situation that we're going to have again but one thing that i was thinking was that there's a, there's a market there's a high-end market for every single thing always in 
in in every single industry in every single type of consumer product there's yeah. always always a high end so in some respects i think that i think that there will be one i don't know if it will necessarily be the ones that already exist but i think that there will always be something and in in an environment where we are online all the time and your profile picture becomes the thing which you are essentially putting forward to the world on all occasions across platforms all the time there it would strike me that human behavior m- might very well tend towards wanting something exceptionally expensive to show that off yeah and i actually have to you know stand corrected because it just had another look at the current eth price and current board ape floor and it seems like the board ape uh floor as of right now is exactly 101k so we do have a six-figure um collection floor again but of course you know this could change every minute uh but going going back to your question you know i'm a bit of a watch aficionado and if you look at watches and you look at something like um you know richard mill where you have watches that range very very high in the six figures with limited editions that of course have a very low um edition count that uh, hit the seven figures or almost the seven figures as well there obviously is a high-end market for everything and i think if nfts will face mass adoption in the future which i think they will then um those brands if they stay around will prevail and they will be the or they could be the you know ultimate ultimate luxury uh items of of the future so yes the nft market was overheated if you look at the amount of you know collections that just pumped for no kind of reason at all but i wouldn't say that having a six-figure floor collection per se is something unreasonable or crazy yeah i think that i think there will be i think like as you, as you said you can buy a watch for five dollars or you can buy a watch for five hundred thousand. i suspect i don't know but yeah and if you look th- at the watch I... market like if you look at rolex and the you know the, the craze for stainless steel watches and especially those that aren't produced anymore um where the prices you know kept going up for a very long while i think now they topped a bit but it was like you know the same kind of reasoning rolex stopped manufacturing that watch and um their you know demand has always in the last couple of years been higher than the supply uh, and of course that especially affected pieces that um, were out of production and in the same you know line of thought you can make the argument that well board apes there's never going to be more than the 10k original ones of course there's going to be additional future collections but the original board apes won't be quote-unquote manufactured anymore so if you guys going to stick around and they have the war chest and the team to do that i don't see a reason why at some point in the future when we are back in an up cycle why their collection shouldn't hold value anymore and shouldn't be a six-figure collection i mean of course it could be completely wrong right and it could all go to zero but this is just my um hypothesis and obviously not financial advice yeah it's interesting i i i don't know what the situation is there uh, we were speaking a little bit off air about some random scenario or i, I don't even know how to describe it a, a random uh dilemma another situation 
of controversy with okay bears or not okay bears is this something what's going on there uh yeah i i noticed that the not okay bears which are derivative of the okay bears the okay bears are on solana the not okay bears are on eth the okay bears have currently a floor price of um a hundred sol and i i've seen that not okay bears are on the move and they moved from like a point one to a point two eth floor price and i'm kind of trying to figure out what's you know what's happening behind the scenes if um there's there's a couple of rumors around okay bears there's also maybe a couple of people that like the not okay bears claim of it's okay not to be okay especially in that market so that's going to be interesting to watch over the next couple of days so which bears are okay to buy <laughs> <laughs> um that's that's a very good question that i still need to find the answer to yeah i don't know i'm just avoiding all bears at the moment i the, yeah bears is not something i want to think about as i was telling you earlier i i was meant to have a bit of a rest yesterday but instead i ended up buying some art which was really cool i bought the I bought the full set. Well, there were three pieces available in Nifty Gateway by Osinachi, who's this really cool Nigerian NFT artist who produces. Mm. I think he produces all this stuff in Microsoft Word. I don't even really understand how he does it because that sounds absurd. I I, I don't understand the process. I'd love to find out more, but I've always thought his style is really cool. It's very unique, and it made me feel good. So that's why I bought it in a bear market. I, yeah, the prices of everything are going down and I thought smart would make me feel good and it did. So that's what I'd recommend to people. And this is, you know, this is a very important point to make and a very important um, aspect to look at collections, pieces of art that make people feel good, right? That just, you know, entertain them, especially in times like, um, like right now. There's recently been another run run on Goblin Town. Another so, one? Yeah, I mean, of course, they're down as well, but um, there has been some very decent buy amount on Goblins as well. And I think, you know, people want to be entertained and want to have a distraction from the bear market situation right now. And this is a very, you know, good point to uh, uh, keep in mind when you look at something. If it makes you feel good, if it... Uh, entertains you in a way and you're not the only one with the sentiment this could be a very interesting buy in the current environment yeah one of the things which i've been thinking is like wait when i guess the bear market one of the things it makes you think about is what you actually really want to have in mm -hmm. your collection slash your portfolio and just an interesting observation or self-reflection on myself and my own collection is The thing that I feel, the stuff that I feel most comfortable about and the stuff that I feel really easy with is the art, to be honest. Like, I, I, I don't feel the need to check the floor price on those things. Um, I feel like I bought stuff which I liked and I feel like I bought stuff which will have value in the future. And I, do, I really don't feel tempted to to check that stuff maybe it's also helpful because there's no community in 
like or, no community of collectors from artists who are sort of getting anxious together in a discord whereas in the profile picture community slash other nft projects there's always a discord where people are congregated together and getting anxious and that sort of breeds more anxiety um so may, i mean maybe that's why maybe it's not that i actually like the art it's just that the fact that there's no people constantly you know talking about an artist that you hold saying oh your floor price is going down or what's being done or there's less kind of collective anxiety about art and therefore you feel less less anxiety yeah i i think there's many reasons that that tie into that the community aspect that you mentioned certainly is one another one in my opinion is that art in general as an investment class has a way richer history and people have like you know the track record to trust in art and it's also like the buying reason because you know um with art i would assume many more people buy it because they like it because it speaks to them in some way whereas with many other profile picture collections a lot of the buying volume is just speculation on the prices going up so yeah i'm i'm very comfortable as well with my art bags with my art blocks um and i've also been you know starting to evaluate my own nft portfolio because i think right now is the time to have a look at what are the you know really long-term conviction plays um in your portfolio and the the things that i like to look at are well first of all what is the war chest that that project has do they actually have the money to make it through a prolonged bear market um what how is the team structured do they have the conviction uh to stay around to build what are their plans what do they want to build in this time how's the community feeling how's the community feeling in terms of you know is it still active is there still discussion going on um do they stand on on good terms with the founders and support one another and these are just some of you know the aspects that i um or questions that i start to ask myself and and look at also lower conviction plays of mine and for me um thinking that now is the time to really uh consolidate once more on the project that i really believe in yeah so g going into this bear market stuff you mentioned a lot of good kind of questions and considerations to start thinking about now um what is it what what's the priority in this bear market so ob obviously there's all sorts of macro stuff going on which is making people worried and apprehensive what's the priority for people in your opinion we don't know anything but in your opinion having been through a couple of bear markets if there were three things that you would say right these are the three things that i am prioritizing now what would they be um if if I, if it only were one thing i would say survive you know just survive the bear market if you go if you break it down going a bit more into detail is looking first of all looking at your own portfolio a bit like looking at a startup right the startup has a burn rate the amount of cash it uses on a monthly basis and it has um you know the amount of of total cash reserves uh, 
money that it's holding and figuring out how long can you make it through the bear market right now. If you consider your sources of income, you consider your expenses, um, can you make it for a month? Can you make it for a year? Can you make it for two years? And, you know, just being able to survive for one or two years and not having to sell everything that you have in crypto and not having to, you know, leave the space for good is um, the number the number one priority, in my opinion. Um, the second thing is don't try to, you know, find the perfect bottom if you have the funds to accumulate more ETH, more Bitcoin. Um, I think DCAing, dollar cost averaging, so buying on a recurring basis um, all the way down is the the smarter play to do. And number three goes a bit into what I said before, especially as this is NFT world. Look at your NFT portfolio. Find out for yourself what projects you really, really believe in. Stick with those and question if you really want to hold all of the rest because if it's a low conviction play for you and if it's a low conviction play for many people, it's going to be the first asset that is going to be sold off and dumped um, if the market continues its downtrend. What do people do if they look at their portfolio and realize that everything is rubbish? Sell everything? Well, if everything is is rubbish and there's nothing uh, to sell, I still think it goes back to number one, surviving and, and staying around. Um, and looking especially for teams that, you know, are uh, building, are continuing to build, are starting, are launching right now. And because just because the market is going down, it doesn't mean that all, you know, teams start working on Web3 applications, um, PFPs, community building, etc. So if all the entire NFT portfolio is rubbish, then I would still... Um, keep looking for new opportunities if the funds are available and if there's just you know uncertainty about what is a good investment or not because nfts right now to invest in are extremely risky riskier than they normally are um then as i said surviving and if there are additional available funds and you know if it fits one's personal risk assessment and risk preference dcaing into um, Bitcoin DCAing into ETH could be a smart thing to do. Yeah, I guess one of the things I'm thinking about is if if people if people feel like what they what they hold is terrible, are they supposed to just burn it all and like and just get rid as quickly as possible because um, because what they have is just not worth holding? And I think that's a difficult decision for well, everyone is trying to make that decision at the moment to some degree because no one has sold enough no one will ever feel like they've sold enough and i think that's completely fine i sold a bunch fairly early in the year actually on mm. and um but you know was it enough probably not i don't i don't think anyone has timed the top or anything close to the top as much as they would like have liked to so i think it's a decision that people will make on a case by case basis um but yeah it's definitely not straightforward yeah but i think there's a very very important learning and you know why i keep stressing that surviving uh factor so much because market you know always goes in cycle and 
every time there's a bear market, there's people saying, this time is different, this time we won't recover. But in all of you know humanity's history, we recovered from everything we faced so far in challenges. And, you know, just thinking um, of, of recent years with the beginning of the COVID pandemic, people are like, you know, this is a virus that's going to wipe us all out and the markets are not going to recover from this if we go into years of lockdown. And we figured that out as well. And the markets did um, did recover back back then. And yes, I, you know, get the thinking because one is affected by the current bear market and the thinking to say this time is different this time you know we won't recover from that but as i said humanity will always recover um and we're gonna have another bull market and you know if you're still around make it through the bear market are at the start of the next bull cycle and have the learnings from the bear market as a you know bear market survivor to um Invest maybe in multiple NFTs on the upcycle. Take profits early if you buy like three um, NFTs of the same collections, of the same collection, pardon me, uh, and take profits early. And you're going to be in a very, very good position for the next upcycle. This is why I think that sticking around now and surviving once more is the most important thing to do. Yeah, I agree. I think... Um... I, th I also, one of the key things that I've been thinking about is what can people do to put themselves in a position to excel when people come back? And in the end, because I remember I came in probably not at, not in a, not really in a bull, but definitely in a bullish market at the start of 2021 and it already seemed that there were certain voices and people who were established who could you know who had audiences who could tweet things and have people respond who could find things out from people who seemed like respectable people in the community and that's super helpful because it I think having a, a good following and a good standing is a superpower in this in this space. And I know Zeneca has tweeted about this a couple of times, and other people as well, where they say like, it, if you, if you have a if you have a good reputation and a good standing community, and you tweet a, a question about almost anything out in Twitter, like you basically don't have to use Google anymore yeah. because you can ask anything and someone will answer for you, which is amazing because because you've provided so much help to other people, people are just willing to help you. And so I apply that to this situation now where it's like, look, everyone's disappeared. What are you going to do? Are you going to disappear as well and only come back when the money comes back? Because if you do that, then when you come back, you're going to be in no more established position. You're going to be, you're you're going to be in that same kind of, in the same position where you're requiring help of other people. You need um, you're going to have no influence or reputation essentially if you leave when the money leaves. And that's something I think about quite a lot at the moment. Yeah. I mean, I think this applies to so many situations in life where, you know, being persistent um, just wins. It's all about the consistency. It's about 
um, putting the work in, staying around and not, you know, disappearing when, when it gets tough. And also what I like to think is, you know, right now with the 2022 bear, we have people, many people the from 17, 18 saying, hey, we've been there. This has happened before. We're going to make it through this. And now we're going to have the survivors of 2022. And in the next bear market, say, I don't know, 2025. And there's going to be more people who had the experience of going through a bear market. And we'll be able to speak positively to the new arrivals of 2024, 2025 and say, hey, it's tough. But we've been there in 2022. It's worth to, um, you know, fight this through and just to stay around. And I hope that this, you know, positive vibe and, and just this learnings and experiences from people who have been there longer will be able to transpire in a broader way in the future. Yeah, I agree. I think that's one of the key things to keep in mind at the moment. But And then an additional thing, which I think is what we can transition to now, I guess, is what can you do when everyone leaves and things get quiet and you know things get a bit boring and the money leaves and things are not as profitable profitable it's like well if the, it seems to be the case that there's nothing worth investing in because everything you buy might go down in value even cash itself is you know with inflation just getting wrecked so what can you do well investing in yourself to me now seems to be one of your best options because in a sense, what else are you going to invest in that's going to give you a better profit than investing in yourself? And that's why I think the the product which we've created, in a sense, and I think the market is reflecting what I'm about to say, is that the product which we've created, which is an educational product, is is something worth investing in and that people will value because because no matter what's happening in the market or what the price is or how many people are here learning about the fundamental core aspects of this ecosystem whether it's nfts and crypto and the blockchain is going to be worthwhile in the future like if you believe that to be true if you believe that this is the future even if it is unprofitable from a moment then learning the mechanics of it seems to me to be a very 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 good thing to do and what we're doing with airdrop season one is yes we're looking for airdrop opportunities on the one hand but we're also making sure that people are able to navigate layer two solutions play games on layer two uh, undertake quests on layer two conduct swaps on layer two move your funds from mainnet to these other places and function uh function not professional as such professionally but function confidently in this ecosystem when you might not be able to before and i think that's a worthwhile investment to be making at the moment yeah and you know adding to that of course as you said one thing is seizing the current opportunities being able to get a couple of airdrops um, further down the line this year but more importantly understand what layer two is understand what these protocols do how they work because this is not going to be you know the last step in evolution of um, eth in evolution of blockchains and when the next product the next technology is is going to arrive in our web3 space you will be able to have a way better understanding of that you'll be able to assess that way faster just in a in the same way as, as the market cycles you know um 
innovation in in some way also cycles a bit, particularly in this space. With seeing this kind of repeating patterns with decentralized finance throughout the last two years, and as you said, now that activity is slowing down, that people are walking away, that there's not a free mint to chase on a daily basis, um, you have way way more time on your hands. And I think, as you said, it's the best thing to always be investing in yourself and educating yourself. Yeah, e even if. Even if that there was a scenario where there were no airdrops in the next uh, six months, say even in that um, relatively unlikely scenario, given the way that protocols have tended to operate, those which favour a decentralised approach, even if that were the case, you would walk away with a huge amount of experience operating on. A platform and protocols which 99% of the world don't know how to use don't know how to use won't use would be super unconfident with and which we ultimately believe if it is true that you believe that this is the future you'll you'll become fluent and it's sort of like a learning a language isn't it like if you yeah. when you learn a language at the beginning it's really really hard it's cumbersome it's like you keep hitting walls you start doing a little bit and then you get confused and you have to ask someone again And then eventually you become fluent in it. And it's sort of like the difference between me and you using some of these platforms. You'll like whiz through it really, really fast and it takes me a little bit longer. But I think that's that's the benefit of the experience, practical, practical experience. And I think whether it's with our product or anything else in the space right now, I just think there's so much to learn and so much stuff that is confusing and difficult technically And actually, I, I spoke about this in one of the, the talks I gave recently where it was about the generational opportunity in NFTs. And on a personal level, one of my answers was there's so much opportunity here. And the reason is because everything's broken. Like yeah. literally everything is broken. So if you just come in and learn how to use it, learn how to either fix it or alternatively explain to other people how to use it because it's broken in some weird way then you're going to be able to provide value because it's a nascent space and it needs people's help so that was one of my key reflections everything's broken so just if you learn how to either fix it or help to explain how to use the broken thing that's going to be that's going to be very very valuable yeah that's that's extremely valuable and this is You know, this is a function not depending on the current price of ETH because the underlying technology is still there, is still still being built. And there is, um, of course, still, you know, corporate entities and other people and players who are joining the space and need education and need the things to be to be fixed for us all being able to grow together. And also this experience, you know, helps you when... I was just recently looking at StarkNet because it's something I want to explore with our class in Adrop season. Identifying um, actors that you know don't have the best of intentions. There was a protocol in StarkNet. I don't want to uh, name it right now. That you know was massively pushing in terms of communications, etc. And ultimately, um, rug pulled and disappeared. And there's there's been a couple of red flags, and you know many voices in the community were speaking to that and um, the lucky outcome was that 
not a lot of money um, disappeared in in that drug pool or was stolen in the drug pool, which would be the more um, correct term to use, because there's been these experienced people who you know were able to warn others, and these patterns again repeat themselves. And if you have the experience, you will be able to you know recognize good players and and malicious players. Not always, of course, but I think it's still very, very valuable to just um, educate yourself on that. Yeah, I agree. Education plus experience. And I think going through these slightly tougher times, and as you go back to your very, very first point, which is just survive, going through these tough times, learning more in the process is is definitely the way to go, I think. Um, which Which goes quite nicely into our experience of launching uh, 32 Dreams first NFT airdrop season one. We launched on Sunday, which is probably what, if not the worst possible day in the last this year, even maybe yeah. like maybe yeah. the worst day we could have possibly launched in the whole year. We launched on Sunday. Uh, stuff was relatively slow. It's still kind of is, but my key takeaway so far is that people are buying who want to buy for the right reason, which is that they want to learn about the decentralized protocols on layer twos, and they want to be part of a cohort doing it together. And I think that's so significant because one of the things that people mentioned to us was that, you know, obviously we're in a free mint season and, and, um, you know, some people are suggesting that things should be free or, you know, certain things are too expensive, but you made a really good point, which is that if, if you were to launch a product for free and, let the market determine its value that assumes that the people buying are going to have to put it up for sale which means that they don't want the product <laughs> which is a really really uh, uh backwards way of launching a product because the whole point of our product is that you're actually supposed to want to use it and that you're not supposed to put it up for sale which is fortunately what we've seen so we've had almost 50 people join our cohort now which is great and none of them are for sale. I think that's a win. That's a, yeah, that's incredibly amazing, especially in this environment. As you said, we launched on the worst day this year. We still had people, you know, trusting us and saying like, okay, everything is going down, but I'm still going to use today to mint that. And I'm not going to put that up for sale. I'm going to uh, buy it because it's a product I want to use because I want to learn something about you know airdrop season about layer two and i think it also goes to show like you know how kind of unusual it is that an nft is product first because this you know general assumption of make it a free mint and have the market determine its value only works if there is no underlying product because if i have a free mint which is a product then i want to use it when i like it and if i like it and it's beneficial to me, I'm not going to sell it. So there's not going to be a floor for that because the only reason I would sell a product is if I don't like it and if it's not good. And then it 
also again has um, no value because you wouldn't sell something that's useful to you right now. Yeah, exactly. It's it's a really backwards way, a, a backwards line of questioning, which assumes, assume, it, well, it, what's interesting is that it assumes that an NFT is useless and that it, it assumes that the, an NFT is made to be sold, which yeah. I think is a really, really important point. And I tweeted this yesterday where if you think about it, our NFT and maybe a few others as well, they're made to be used. They're, they're made to be used. Whereas Free Mint, the, the, one of the primary purposes of Free Mint is that you sell it. Like they're driving you to sell it. And because if you don't sell it, then there's no money for the creators. Um, and that creates a perverse incentive where the NFT is not actually designed for you to use. It's designed for you to sell, which I think is a huge a huge problem in some respects we re- we received one really interesting question and since we were talking about the type of people who we've had join and buy in and join our discord an interesting question which i think is reflective of the market in general at the moment was two people reached out to us to kind of ask you know we've seen that you know you haven't minted out is it like are your plans still going ahead are you here to stick around? What's your, like, have, have your plans changed in any way? How did you respond to that? Yes, um, I said multiple things. So first of all, I said, you know, the information and learnings they were creating with Android Season are information that we require ourselves either way because we, the two of us, are seizing um, these these opportunities this was the first point. The second point is that, you know, I uh, I am going to build this. You are going to build this independent of how many people we have in our class. Because, you know, for us to create the content, it doesn't matter if we build it for 50 or 500 people to um, have a look at, to study it and, and learn by it, right? That just doesn't make a difference. Um, third point I've been around for the last bear market I made it through. I'm going to be around and I'm going to make it through uh, this one as well. And in a sense, my reflection was that if anything, we're more like a traditional business. You know, we had our mint, our initial sale with the goal to break even on our costs that we incurred so far, developer marketing, setting up the company structure, etc. And from now on it's just building and growing the company like any other regular company would do so with that being said i think you know the incentive to run away is higher if you had have had a mint that sold out and you don't have anything to build and then you have projects you know who asked the question okay couldn't i just you know rock pull my own community and um take that seven-figure revenue or whatever that I just made. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because in a way, it's funny that we got the question, are you going to stick around? Are you going to run away because we didn't sell? When actually, surely the question actually makes more sense the other way around. Like, if we give you 500K at the beginning for not having done anything, yeah, 
surely in that situation you're more likely to run away because you haven't actually had to do anything you've managed to find or raise you know six figures plus without really putting in any work that's the scenario where people would run away i would have thought yeah and, this, and this actually, is certainly and, when and I, the temptation is way higher to do that yeah so it's, it's actually an interesting question because what what we're doing now is probably more alike to what traditional startups have to do like you have to get some money together um build and your first month or two you might be hovering around kind of break even slash making a little bit of profit and you have to prove to the market that you are good at what you do which I'm actually super happy with and super confident and up for that challenge and I think that creates better incentives for us and our our NFT holders than a scenario where we mint out we make six figures and then are we as incentivized to 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 keep building to keep progressing to keep pushing now pers- on a personal level i would say yes because we're here to do that that's what we we're super committed to do that but i actually think this is a nicer more natural way for someone to try to build a business where you 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 get an initial product market fit we know that people want the product and we got an opportunity now to prove that to more people over time and i think that's that creates a better incentive for everyone i couldn't agree more yeah this is just a way way more natural fit and you know when i reflect upon it especially in our case being product first and having the educational material having the course on airdrops on layer two and on all the other stuff that we have planned for for our cohort to educate them on and to talk about yeah i agree and then th- my final reflection on it really is well i mean there's a bunch of reflections that we've taken away and a bunch of things we've got planned and thinking about how we can move things forward but in a sense all all we all we needed for an initial launch for a product which is kind of product first and cohort based is a cohort like we need a cohort of people who want to go on this journey together and by having almost 50 people sign up now like that's a legit cohort that's a that's a lecture hall full of people it's like a couple of classrooms worth of people from all walks of life different places in the world and that is really, really cool. And I'm really confident that, you know, over time we'll just, you know, by word of mouth slash through some of the things that we've got planned coming up, we'll just keep adding adding slowly to the cohort by continuing to deliver value and uh, also a few surprises and bonus pieces of content. And we'll keep sharing those as we go. Yeah, and especially one thing that I'm super, you know, proud of and, and super happy with is that people who are joining us right now and they are not joining us because of um, hype because of general market hype bull cycle they're joining us in you know one of the worst days for eth this year so far are very you know i think a very resilient community a very resilient foundation that we are um, building and growing from here because if they join us at eth's worst 
and we deliver and we are very confident about what we are building, they're going to stay with us and when ETH is at its best as well. Yeah, I agree. I'm I'm super happy with the people that we've got in so far. Um, would we have preferred to have more sales? Of course. But at the same time, this is an unbelievably challenging environment. We had multiple messages from people to say like that they were communicating that they were legit scared about the market right now. Um, that they've either liquidated various things and they're sitting in stables or that they just, you know, they don't, they don't want to make any trades for the moment and just want to see things pan out. It's like, look, I completely get it. I completely understand. I'm very empathetic to the people who are going through a, a tougher time at the moment. And um, yeah, it's a tough time. We're, we're really happy with the amount of people who've, who've joined so far and, and we're we're ready to ready to kick on as soon as arbitrage modesty actually starts so as a quick question for me to you because i don't actually know the answer to this we don't it hasn't started yet has it so we've still got a bit more time to to prepare which we have actually done because we we produced some content like a week zero content for our people for our holders to access straight away which i think was a good idea and but Arbitrum haven't haven't started. Is that right? Yes, it hasn't started yet. The uh, most current communication on their Discord is that it's starting mid-June. Like this was a frequently asked question um, thing that was updated a couple of days ago. So if they won't postpone it from there, um, well, mid-June means that it probably could start next week. But as you see, uh, we, we don't know, so I don't want to speculate on a precise starting date when we don't have one yet. That's cool. So if anything, it gives everyone a little bit more time to get their funds onto Arbitrum and yeah, use our tutorials, use our tutorials to do that. We've got three types of content in our Discord, the way we, we produce that. How, how did you structure it, Legendary? The um, three types of content on our Discord? Yeah, like the three different types of uh, information, the way we presented it for our holders. Oh, yeah, that's that's what you're saying. Uh, on the one hand, we have the video content that you know goes most in-depth about the protocols, about the Arbitrum bridge, about hash flow in the precise example of um, the week zero content and, and has the most information for those who just prefer watching a video and seeing us using the protocol, doing the transactions and speaking to the best practices and, and safety pitfalls. We have um, clickable tutorials as well for those who just want to do it and have a step-by-step -step tutorial that they can click through that. And the third is we also have PDF guides. So I think that should be very appealing to different learning styles. Yeah, and so the good thing is, so you've you've got the videos which are kind of um, with us speaking over the tutorial, so you can see legendary literally clicking the buttons and me asking questions as to why it's important to do the things that he's doing, and then in the in the clickable tutorials, that's just like uh, PDFs or links to screenshots of like do this, do that 
with a nice screenshot of where you are on the screen to make sure you go through the journey properly. So that's the good content we've got in there so far. There'll be lots more of that in that type of nature. Um, yeah, looking forward to do more. Legendary, I know that you're you're running on a bit shorter on time today, so let's call it there. Thanks very much. It's good stuff, man. Thank you. Excited, excited for the future and the next pieces of content that we're producing this way uh, this week, actually. Indeed, indeed. Okay. Sounds good, man. We'll talk later. Thanks for listening, guys. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye.